Coffee Break, the advice podcast for teachers, brought to you by UEA. Hello and welcome to Coffee Break, the higher education advice podcast from UEA. I'm Lauren, a higher education advisor, and this month I'm joined by Megan and Beth again. Hello. Hi there. This month uh, we're joined by Carrie, who's going to be talking us through the UEA summer schools and taster days and telling us what's involved in those. And then later on we're going to be joined by Harry Dyer from the education school at UEA. So let's get started this month. Welcome, Carrie. Hello, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, So Megan and Beth are going to ask you some questions about the summer schools. Yeah, many questions. Um, So first of all, I think it's most important for us to ask what subjects can students actually do on these summer schools? Well, we've got six um, summer schools running this year and they are history, literature, law, medicine, health sciences and pharmacy and pharmacology drug discovery. And when are they? They are running on the 28th of July until the 31st of July. Sounds fantastic. What types of um, things have students done in the past that they might expect this year? Well, the summer schools are a really good chance for students to come along and experience um, courses that are taught at the UEA and what kind of things we teach in detail throughout those courses. They'll get to explore our campus as well and see all of our facilities. Um, They'll get to meet current students who are studying those subjects and also the tutors and academics who deliver those subjects. So it's a really good chance for them to get a feel for uh, how things are taught and exactly what the students um, take away from the courses really, kind of put lots of questions to them and get any answers they might like. They'll also be living on campus in our student accommodation, so they get a chance to mix with other students who are interested in the same subject as them, and also to socialise with them, because we have free time in the evenings, and we do evening activities. They'll be on campus, but it's a really good chance to kind of explore the campus in the evenings and find out what it's like to be a student here when you have lots of free time, which is fun. (laughs) No, these sound good. I wish we could do them. So how do they book onto these? Because I imagine they do fill up quite quickly. They do, yeah. We are very well known for our summer schools. Um, and they have, um, they are currently on the website being advertised and you can book right now. Uh, it's a first come, first serve basis. So we do encourage people to sign up quickly. There are costs involved, um, <laughs> and this year the cost is £225. However, that does include all of your tuition um, in all of the activities that we do. It includes the accommodation on campus, and it will include all of your meals and the evening activities as well. We do have free places, so there are some students that will um, hit certain criteria and these students can apply for a free prep place as well. And then there's also help with travel costs. So we have a travel fund. And if you're not sure how you're going to get here and uh, pay for that cost, we can help you with that as well. That sounds amazing. Sounds really good. Do they book up quite fast or how to... They do book up fast, yes. So we're we're marketing them at the moment. Bookings are open. So, you know, get out there and (laughs) have a look. And if you are interested, um, let us know if there's any questions and book your place as soon as you can. Yeah, because it's not not necessarily just about... This is the best way to test universities and see if it's actually 
for you like see if you actually would get along with it not just the courses it's about finding out what a campus life is like definitely a lot of year 12 students out there um haven't maybe visited a university mm. campus like like ours uh, and certainly won't have maybe stayed on campus for three days so this is a really good um good way to really get a feel for university and especially our campus and the way we do things and to actually do something useful with your summer because year 12 is really the year they should be doing filling their summer with lots of things for their personal statement and this is something that would really stand out on your personal statement it's something we always talk to them and try to get them to do isn't it with internships summer school is really up there especially for medicine i would say (laughs) it is so super curricular stuff especially for years 12 is very very much needed like you said for those personal statements which i think is why our summer schools are so popular Mm. because people know that they need them for the personal statement and it really uh, makes them look good when you know they're looking through lots and lots of personal statements like you said for medicine it really does help um what we will also do when they come to the summer school is we will give them lots of advice about writing personal statements and also things like student finance so when should they be applying what are the ins and outs of student finance and there's also a chance to talk to our careers central as well and they'll give them some advice on what they could do with their their careers going forward brilliant they get everything sounds fantastic we try so Carrie can you just remind the teachers um, which year groups these are available for yeah so all of our summer schools are open to year 12 students however on our law summer school we're also offering places to year 11 as well thank you Carrie is there any other events that students can get involved with on campus Yes, we have taster days as well. So similar to the summer schools, they're going to give students an opportunity to find out in a bit more detail what our courses involve and what kind of things you might learn on all of our different modules. What we've tried to focus on this year is running taster days for A-levels that students might be studying and linking it to the courses that we offer here at UEA. So, for example, we know that a lot of students in year 12 study maths, but they're not 100% sure of where that maths could take them when they go to university and then also on to further careers. So we're running a maths and beyond taster day, which will give them a real insight into maths at university, but also actuarial science, engineering and physics. And this then broadens their horizons, really, for what they could do with that maths A-level. Another one we're running is history. So the history one will introduce students to history of art and also American history. And it's going to focus on uh, conflicts and connections from 1500 to 2000. So quite... Sounds good. Yeah. I think it'll be a really good one for um, students that, again, are doing history and are not quite sure where that might take them in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other ones? We do. We've also got geography. And geography is going to include international development and environmental sciences. Oh, that's good, because they don't always know about those two even existing. No, they don't. And that's the thing. We, we realise that at A-levels they may be doing geography, yeah, but they don't... straightforward subjects. Yeah. yeah, and we want to show the, the, the Year 12 students where that could take them and give them a real taste into these um, lesser-known courses, I suppose. Um, that will involve taster lectures, 
workshops, practicals. Um, it will give you a chance to, again, meet our, meet our geography academics and, um, and our students as well. And then our last one that we've got is drama. So we have a purpose-built drama studio, and this one's going to give students an idea of what is involved within a drama course. So, for example, our drama courses are about acting but also directing writing stage managing marketing there's a lot more to drama than just being Mm. on a stage so again we want to give students um a bit of a insight into what drama drama could be like at the uea cool thank you are these free or do you have to pay for them taste the days are free so um there's no costs involved we will um pay for your food as well while you're here Uh, and again if you wanted any help with travel um, getting to the UEA we do have the travel fund as well. Um, Bookings are open for all of these events so if you go to our website page you'll be able to book onto those. Thanks for coming in Carrie that was a great overview of all of our summer schools and taster days I'll insert the website link underneath in the podcast description so do go on there and check it out and send to your students. You've made it this far. Why not subscribe to our podcast? Okay, next up, we are welcoming Harry Dyer, who is a lecturer of education here at UEA. Hi, Harry, and welcome. Hi. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Not a problem at all. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Cool. So um, you teach on the BA education course here at UEA. Can you tell us a little bit more about it to start off with? Uh, It's a really interesting and diverse and and broad BA that... uh, isn't just focused on teaching it's focused on how we learn from the world around us so we dip into psychology into sociology into issues around media and culture and a whole range of subjects that help us think about our learning and our understanding of the world around us it's really quite a dynamic and quickly changing course and we respond to things as they're happening in the world so I, I think it's a really interesting and exciting course to be a part of. Okay, so if you say the students aren't mostly coming onto it wanting to be teachers, which is what you might initially think a degree in education, yeah. what other kind of roles are they looking to do or graduating into? We have a whole range of students wanting to do a, a variety of, of different things once they graduate. I mean, a fair few turn up at the beginning of the first year mm. with an idea that they'd like to be a teacher. And it's not that we put them off of teaching, but we, we show them a whole range of Uh, career paths that they've got available to them so stuff like working in lobbying and government work Uh, we have people working in media and in radios and podcasts Uh, we have people working in think tanks and uh, just generally getting out there and and sharing education and sharing some critical thinking skills uh, a lot of people heading into journalism Mm. and into copy editing and, and a whole bunch of subjects around use of language use of public knowledge yeah quite a wide variety of of public roles yeah that's cool so that's it's kind of one of those degrees that's preparing you for lots of things that you don't even initially realize yeah so perhaps almost for students that don't necessarily 100% know what they want to do yeah exactly that Uh, uh, people with a passion in exploring issues around say Uh, they don't necessarily want to do a psychology degree but they're interested in psychology they're interested in sociology they're interested in broadly uh, critical thinking we we tend to get a wide variety of students and that only helps us bring in a range of perspectives uh, when we have our discussions yeah it can be really useful excellent what kind of student um, would make a good 
education student then? So if teachers are advising their students of um, what to put in their personal statement, for example, what would you typically look for? There isn't one specific attribute that we look for, just a, a passion and a dedication to critical thinking, to exploring the world around them and to broadly understanding their interactions their actions their society their learning uh, we don't necessarily say oh we're specifically looking for people who are dedicated to teaching or dedicated to sports or dedicated to understanding media uh, we just want to see that they have a, a passion that they're passionate about what they want to study and what they want to potentially do and and will play a role in molding and shaping them as they go along Sounds fantastic. So have you got any standout kind of modules that you offer in the course or what can people expect to take on the, on your course? Uh, so I, I personally lead three modules here uh, on the BA in education. So I might well be a little bit biased towards my modules. That's fine. Uh, but uh, in the first year, we have an introduction to educational theory, which provides you an overview of everything you need to know with the rest of your degree and social theorists that you need to be introduced to. Uh, it can seem a bit dry, but we get into really meaty discussions around free speech and around uh, issues around like cyberbullying and issues around uh, the way education responds to different communities. Uh, I also run a first year module on global and digital perspectives in education, which looks at how technology is shaping our understanding of education writ large not just in the classroom but what young people are learning from the internet so today we had uh, a four-hour discussion about the momo challenge and about oh. exactly and, and and about ongoing issues around what it means that we've publicly manifested this scary face mm. bird woman who's who's kind of giving us thoughts about young people and their mental health and bullying uh and in the third year i run a module about media, culture and learning, which delves into topics around gender, sexuality, race, religion uh, and a whole bunch of quite meaty subjects to try and consider what media is teaching us about the world around us and it's always quite contemporary issues that are happening at the moment as they're happening. We talk about Donald Trump, we listen to podcasts, we watch films, we read out scripts, we watch a bunch of TV, we watch uh, the latest Lizzo music videos and talk about representation of female bodies. Um, so I, I kind of like digging into the media side of it, but we've got psychology modules, we've got modules around creativity, outdoor learning, special educational needs, uh, modules specifically built towards teachers and modules built towards people who want to do things beyond teaching. Uh, so uh, we can offer you quite a wide range of subjects. Oh, yeah. That does sound good. And is there the option to do a year abroad? Yes, yes. We've recently brought in a year abroad option uh, and it's been quite popular with a range of our students. Uh, they get to go to a number of universities that we've highlighted or a university that they'd like to select. Um, we've had people head over to Australia. Uh, we've had people looking into America and, and Canada and Hong Kong and China. Uh, we're, we're trying to forge a bunch of connections with a whole range of different countries but yeah I think the year abroad option is very exciting and allows people to experience education elsewhere. 
Yeah, I definitely always recommend a year abroad, but particularly for education where you're looking at basically everything that's going on. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like a good idea. It becomes me. very meta because you not only do the courses you're you're there to do, but you also think about the the teaching that's going on there. Yeah. yeah. So, what is it about the UEA's education program that makes it stand out against other university courses? So, we're the school is technically called the School of Education and Lifelong Learning. Yeah. I think that makes us quite unique in what we're doing and in the sort of outlook we take to education it isn't just a pathway into pgces Uh, we have a a whole range of of options that you can develop besides just a focus on schooling we take it to education and we we don't just focus on children we focus on engaging adults and senior communities and thinking about globalization and and education in a really broad sense so we help develop people as researchers. We have a lot of people who carry on to do masters and PhDs with us. Uh, and I think we offer a much broader look at education, which can give you skills for a whole range of subjects that uh, isn't typically seen on an education course. Cool. Sounds great. Um, you mentioned research. Can you tell us a little bit about your research that you do at UBA? Absolutely. Yeah, I... I try and do as much research as possible although my teaching load is quite heavy I do a whole range of what I think is really interesting and exciting research so because my specialism is into digital sociology and thinking about digital technology and communities I've spent uh, time thinking with my first year students about how technology is changing their understanding of university as an educational space a social space a physical space uh I spent time recently, I'm wearing a Fitbit tracker uh, and have an app on my phone which reminds me that I'm going to die three times a day, which it it may seem a bit morbid, but is a way of getting us to think about our relationship with our technology and what it means to uh, track our bodies and be aware of our physical bodies as well as technology. And I've spent a bit of time with the Flat Earth community Uh, I watched and observed the UK's first Flat Earth convention uh, to try and understand what it means for attitudes towards science and attitudes towards uh, public figures and changes in fake news and things like this uh, to try and understand what's happening with people who believe the Earth is flat. (laughs) No comment. It's it's a fascinating area of research. I'm really glad to... um, to get to do this and to be at a university that encourages us to look into such emer- interesting and emerging communities, even though they may seem extreme extreme communities who believe something that's quite strange. I think it's nice to be at a university that allows us to spend a bit of time with these fringe communities to think about what they can tell us about problems with science and problems with attitudes towards public knowledge. So yeah. it is it is odd and it's very strange and I, I can't help but laugh at some of it, but I'm, I'm kind of glad to be able to get to do that research. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. Got a question for our postbag? Email schools at uea.ac.uk and we will do the rest. So this month we've had a great question from Stuart in Kent and he asked... Um, 
or he's had a student ask him um, what happens with the licenses in terms of accommodation and how long do they actually get to stay in their room for? Well, it depends on what university you're looking at, but if we're talking about UEA, we have 38-week licenses for our accommodation, which means you don't have to move out um, over Christmas, over Easter, which is really important because it means you can take all your things with you and not have to pack them up again, so you don't, you're not limited on how homely you can make your room. Um, I think I think that's important because you feel more at home and it's not a big faff for your parents having to move you backwards and forwards. Yeah, absolutely. I went to university where I didn't have this luxury and I had to move out at Christmas and at Easter. So for four weeks I had to pack up all my things um, and ensure that I got a lift home. Otherwise I'd have to get the train with all of my stuff. So um, yeah, I didn't realise this before I went to university. So definitely make sure <laughs> students look into this before they go. And they don't pay any extra for that. It's just all included in one flat rate um, and the students can pay for their accommodation in three instalments when they get their student loans or monthly roughly and that works out at about eight instalments or you can pay all in one go um so yeah it's all nice and easy for them thanks guys um join us next month for more information about higher education